live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. to the Hip Hop Patriots. Joyous Kwanzaa, Chicago. Amy and I wish to extend a very beautiful and prosperous Kwanzaa to all of you celebrating this season. As you light the candles and gather in unity, we hope your holiday is filled with rejoicing and happiness. The seven principles of Kwanzaa guide us to unity and cooperation as we work to uplift and protect our neighbors. As you prepare for your Kwanzaa celebrations, I urge you to keep these values in mind, but also maintain COVID-19 safe celebrations. The COVID-19 vaccines are by far the best way to protect yourself and your loved ones from the virus. Anyone who isn't vaccinated should get one as soon as possible to be protected for the holidays. And that includes five to 11 year olds who are now eligible for the Pfizer vaccine. Fully vaccinated people can gather with others who have been fully vaccinated without restrictions. If you are not vaccinated, we recommend that you don't attend any large gatherings. If you still plan to do so, we encourage you to get a COVID test before attending, while also masking and social distancing when possible. But if you are sick or it's experiencing COVID or flu-like symptoms, you should not attend any gatherings, <laughs> even if you're vaccinated. We wish you a wonderful seven night celebration and hope they are filled with renewal and joy. May the light of peace bring happiness to your home as we wish you the warmth and togetherness of Kwanzaa. Habarigani, Chicago. Habarigani, <laughs> Chicago. Folks, if COVID was a person, COVID would look like those two individuals right there. If COVID was a person, COVID would look like those two individuals right there. First of all, what on God's green earth was that? Can somebody please tell me what in the heck we just watched? Second of all, they were promoting Kwanzaa, which I'm not going to get into Kwanzaa, but if you just do a simple search on Kwanzaa and go down that rabbit hole for about 15 minutes you will understand what Kwanzaa really is and who started that religion. Number three, did anybody notice that they were playing joy to the world (laughs) while they were were promoting the Kwanzaa celebration (laughs) in the background? Joy to the world. (laughs) Like, oh, what? Okay. And number four, 
never let a good tragedy go to waste. And those two coronavirus-looking people right there, they look like they've been infected 17 times, regardless of how many boosters they've had. Those two right there are never are not letting a, uh, a good tragedy, a good pandemic go to waste during their Kwanzaa, annual Kwanzaa, what, Hamari Gabi, whatever that was at the end, uh, message. Oh, yeah, we got to spend half this message talking about COVID-19 and how about how you need to get vaccinated. Look, if the vaccines do to me what they did to you, I don't want to take them. How about that? How about that? Uh, your homework for the day. All you live from America force multipliers out there. Homework for today is to find out exactly what Kwanzaa is, if you don't know, and then go back and watch that video. Roll your eyes and then um, go outside and uh, throw up. Anyway... How you doing? No commercial breaks tonight. If you share this video tonight, if you're watching on social media, Rumble or Getter or wherever, and you share this so, uh, video tonight, let everybody know no commercial breaks. We're going like, uh, we'll go until we stop. How about that? We will go until we stop. And I just want to say hello to all my live from America family members. You are locked and loaded right here. In the live free or die state to live from America, today is December 27th, year of our Lord 2021, and I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, God-loving, flag-waving, and joy-filled host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and welcome to all of you. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Hope you had a great Christmas. If anybody is watching the show this evening that did not get to watch this morning's show, I highly recommend you go back and watch this morning's show. It was the show today that was recorded for Real America's Voice News, and Thursday's show will also be a morning recording for Real America's Voice News. As they do some switching around there, they asked if we could accommodate them and give them a morning show rather than an evening show, and of course... Of course we can do that. It's one of the blessings of being able to do two shows a day. Uh, we can send them one or the other. And remember, everybody, the theme of this year is joy. That's the theme of this year, joy. That's the theme at my church. That's going to be the theme in my private life. And that's going to be the theme of Life from America, joy. How do we spread joy to more people? Well, the first thing we have to do is be more joyful ourselves then we can, uh, in turn, spread that joy to more people. Jeremy, please pray for my grandfather. He just had a stroke this morning. I will definitely do that. Um, I am so very sorry to hear that. I am so, so very sorry to hear that. And I know it's hard to talk about joy when we're all experiencing things that like, like that. Uh, but, but you know what? Our joy is not of earthly things and our joy is not of here. Our joy is in the Lord. And there is even joy in those troubled times. Uh, God bless you. We will definitely be praying for you. Um, I'd also, uh, before we, before we get into doing thanks and get in, in, into, uh, our praise to the Lord and talking about the joy, I do want to uh, play off of that, that, uh, that, that cold open with, uh, Lori Lightfoot and her wife, husband. Uh, there were 22 shootings in Lori Lightfoot's city of Chicago over this Christmas weekend. Over this Christmas weekend, Saturday and Sunday, 22 shootings while she focused on her Kwanzaa Christmas message. Okay? 22 shootings in her city. One of the worst cities to live in for crime, one of the worst cities to raise a family, and one of the worst cities to send your children to school. I love the second city of Chicago. 
Trust me, I'm from Illinois. I love the second city of Chicago. But this is absolutely ridiculous. The left-wing politics that have gripped Chicago, uh, Illinois because of the city of Chicago. Murders in the city went up 20, uh, 5% in 2021. Excuse me, I almost said that backwards. 5% in 2021. And when you're talking about um, hundreds, if not thousands of murders, 5% is a lot. So while she focused on that Harambee Christmas Kwanzaa thing that she did with Joy to the World playing in the background, which was really odd. Um, uh, her city was getting shot up. And boy, does there need to be more. There, is there a city that needs Jesus more? Is there a city that needs Jesus any more than the city of Chicago? Uh, folks, I have quite a list here of people to thank. And I'm just doing this because, look, it's Christmas. People went out of their way to send Christmas cards, donations, gifts. They made gifts. They made beautiful, wonderful gifts for my kids and my wife. And I'd like to thank all these people um, right now, like I said I would do this morning. Um, again, no commercial breaks today, so we don't have to worry about that. Let me go ahead and thank the following folks, okay? Uh, John Hubbard. God bless you, and thank you so very much for the Christmas presents. Amanda Collins, as always, God bless you. We love you here in Live from America, and thank you so very much. Greg Whelan, thank you for the Let's Go Brandon hat. Christine uh, Day, thank you so much for the stuff for my wife and my children. I appreciate that so very much. Melanie Gillig sent um, uh, some book, uh, a book, some magnets, some spice dip, and, some, and, uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And uh, even dog treats for the dog. So thank you so very much. Mr. and Mrs. James and Barbara Peters. God bless you for the wonderful gifts that you sent to my kids. And what I'm hearing a lot is a lot of, a lot of folks that watch the show, they're a little older. They've had their kids. They've grown up. And uh, they enjoy sending stuff to my kids like it's their own grandkids. And what a great feeling that is. Uh, what, what an inspiring, inspiring human race we actually still have in this country. Kevin Zollinger, thank you so very much uh, for the scarf for Sabrina and the letter. Sandy McIntyre. Thank you so much for the uh, the book, the letter, and the donation. Don C., Don Cole, thank you so very much for the Christmas card and the decals. And, of course, Maria Schaefer, thank you for the Bibles. Bibles are probably one of the most important things. And now that I've got my stuff together on my end, you know we're going to be sending out Bibles like crazy. We're going to be caught up within just a couple weeks. Also to the following people, Dennis and Tatiana Sled, you mean more to my family than, than, than more than you know. And I just want to say thank you for what you did for my children for Christmas. Thank you. Again, James and Barbara Peters, Tom and Connie. Uh, I hope I say your name right. Corsoran or Corcoran? I think it's Corsoran. Tom and Connie uh, Corsoran uh, sent a beautiful donation for Live from America and myself and also for my mother. And of course, she shed tears for that. So thank you so very much. Laura Hoffmeyer, Christine Berry, Penny and Caterlin Garland, Debbie Rank, the Garretts, which is Justin, Robin, Cody, Wyatt, Tanya, and Nona, Mar Matt Darks, and Brian, and, and Annette Smith. I want to thank you all. There's more even uh, that I didn't get to mention yet because we're still opening stuff. But I just wanted to say that I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write each of you back uh, personally for these Christmas gifts. And, um, you know, I just... How can I ever repay you guys? You know what I mean? How can I ever repay you? Uh, let's, uh, let's get to Jesus Calling. How about that? If I'm going to repay you in any way, it's with 
the good Lord. Please share the video on Rumble. Please share the video on Getter. I appreciate you guys getting the video out there. For those watching on um, Firestick and, and uh, Roku, I know you guys can't comment, but uh, I appreciate you guys watching on the app as well. The more we spread this show this year, the more of our audience that will get back and the more joy we can spread. December 27th, here it goes. I want all people to revere my name, regarding it as sacred because it represents me. Since you honor my name, you are free to enjoy the good things that I have promised. Healing in the intimacy of my presence, exuberant joy that cannot be contained, and much more. As you bask in these delightful blessings, remember to tell others about your glorious king. Then they also can become worshipers who praise my holy name. Same thing with spreading the, spreading the gospel through, uh, through social media, folks. The more we share it, we might not think it matters, but every five shares you do, at least one person's going to come in. That's the importance of, of that, and that's how we spread the gospel. That's how we bring more people to joy and help more people. Uh, Malachi 4.2, But unto you who revere and worshipfully fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings and his beams. And you shall go forth like calves released from the stall and leap for joy. That's how we're coming out in 2022, folks. That's how we're coming out in 2022. Literally leaping for joy. It's going to be a whole new uh, feel to this show going into 2022. More laughter, more love, more, re more, uh, more reality, more facts, more phone calls, more guests. More everything. More life from America. And Exodus 20, 27 says, You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. When I became a Christian in October of 2016, my very first act as a Christian was to stop using the Lord's name in vain. Was literally to stop using the Lord's name in vain. Even, even saying, oh, OMG. I even stopped doing that. And sometimes I'll catch myself, but it went to, oh my gosh, oh my land, to, oh my goodness, no more using GD. That just completely left my vocabulary. And uh, I, I, I realized something the last few weeks. I said, boy, if, if God could take that away so instantly for me, because that's what I wanted, then he can definitely, definitely take away any swearing that I do ever. And that's what I'll be working on. <laughs> that's what I'll be working on moving forward. Before you turn out the light, conduct yourself so that my name is upheld in both your conversations and your actions. Look, folks, you can tell somebody a lot easier, than, or you can show somebody a lot easier than you can tell them. And if you're going to tell them anything, it might as well be as a representative of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And your actions should also show that as well. Okay, now before we get to the first and foremost section, um, we're going to go to uh, end this segment with the beautiful Lord's Prayer, and then we're going to talk about uh, a couple people's uh, a couple of people that have reached out for help uh, to Live from America and uh, and who they are. Okay, so please remove your hats if you're wearing one. All you kiddos, I know you're home with your mom, your dad. Remember, folks, you can't beat God, and God wants you to join Him. So if you can't beat Him, join Him and join me as we say the Lord's Prayer. All together, right now. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Folks, today I reached out to a few of our own that are reaching out to us for help. Okay? Uh, Number one. <clears throat> Danny Burnside, American Patriot, reached out to him. Uh, he re- I found his email today. I sent him back an email, and we're going to see what we can do to help him and his family, okay? So American Patriot, Danny Burnside, I reached out to you. Let's talk. I'm going to start staying up on emails every single day now, as much as I possibly can. And if I, don't, if I can't do it, then I'll get some help. So if you're emailing me now and you've emailed me in the past and you're like, look, I'm not going to email anymore because no emails get through, trust me, we're working on a system. We got it figured out, I think. So Danny Burnside, we're going to do all we can do to help you. God bless you, sir. Love you. And uh, just keep your head up, okay? Andy Kaufman has asked for some help with his doctor bills. We're going to do everything we can to help you too, Andy, okay? I promise you. I promise. And... Also, Amy Mullins. Amy is a mother of two, a single mother of two. Um, I believe she said she works at McDonald's. She got COVID. They're keeping her out of work for 10 days or more, and uh, they don't have any money. Let's just face it, folks. There's a lot of people in this situation right now. They just don't have any money, and uh, she said she spent her last 650 bucks on rent, and they have no food. So, Amy Regardless of anything else, me and my wife are going to make sure that you have enough to feed your kids until you go back to work, okay? Uh, I'll be working on that with my wife as soon as we get off the show today. And remember, nothing's going to stop live from America this year, no matter what. God will provide. I don't care how we get it. We're going to get it, and we're going to help so many people this year. It's literally going to make the biggest difference in the world. That slurp fund that we've been talking about, that slurp fund where we uh, rack up money to help people out, we're starting that uh, this week, starting that this week, just so everybody knows, and I'll keep you guys updated on how much is in there. Uh, so if anybody ever donates to send a check or anything like that, um, or if, if you want to send extra up, off, um, on top of your Life from America donation, make sure you let me know what it's for, and it will go right in there, okay? Danny, don't worry about it, brother. Don't worry about it. We've helped so many people as a family, as a Life from America family. We've helped so many people this year. And anybody who's watching the show that's been helped from this family can attest that, that, uh, that it, it made a big difference in their life, okay? All right, let's get right to it. We were going to talk about it earlier, but I didn't have time. So the first and foremost section of today, you better make sure you got your coffee because we're getting into it. And that's January 6th, political prisoners stuck in D.C., Now, just like we stay on everything else, folks, thank you so very much for that $100 donation for Amy for food for her family. Thank you so very much. We'll get it out to her, okay? I appreciate that. Slurp fund is 50 bucks, says Patsy. We've already got $150 in the slurp fund. I wish I could keep an eye on this, folks, but I got to do the show. So please, somebody keep track of what goes where for me, and that would be very grateful, okay? Here we go. Not only do we need to stay on top of making sure that we are completely, completely walking with Christ this year, helping others, spreading joy, spreading the truth, spreading the gospel, everything, folks, we need to make sure. We need to make 100% sure that what we do is 
uh, get these political prisoners out of D.C. jail. We have to. There's got to be a way. We're going to find a way. I'm going to make this a priority of mine. I'm going to be working with Suzanne Monk. I'm going to be working with Marjorie Taylor Greene. We're going to get these people out because their rights are being violated. The right to a speedy trial is being violated. Their right to just basic human everything. Their humanity is being violated. They can't bail out on what? On trespassing charges? Not one single political prisoner in that D.C. jail is in there for insurrection. And if you can find somebody that has been charged with insurrection, please, please show me and let me know. Because as of right now, I don't believe that not a single person has been charged. Not a single person has been charged with insurrection. Okay, now here we go. We need to make sure we focus on this stuff, folks, because I'm going to play you a series of two videos. This is an interview, okay? This is an interview done with Dennis Prager, and the interview is to a uh, a January 6th uh, political prisoner, by the way, whom we all have heard his name, and he's going to tell you things that other people haven't even told you yet, okay? And for all of you who sent Christmas cards, who sent anything, Christmas cards, letters, anything like that, what an amazing job you did. Because can you imagine the inspiration that those people must feel? The heart, the love that those people must feel stuck in that prison in D.C. And they get your letter, they get your Christmas card telling them how much you love them, how much you're behind their, you got their backs. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I guarantee you that it hit, it hit home for them. I'm going to play you two videos, the first part and the second part. This is Dennis Prager from Prager U's interview with Jonathan Mellis, a D.C. prisoner whom we're probably familiar with right now, and uh, describing what life is like for them inside the D.C. gulag prison. This is pre- oh, Sorry about that. I played it a little early. Okay, let me just bring it up on the... Uh, bring the right one up here for you. And here you go. Okay, anyway... Uh, what I'm particularly interested in is two things. What you're charged with and how you've been treated. Okay. I'm charged with um, uh, assault uh, and um, and I've been uh, and uh, I, uh, I, 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 I just want to point out that there's a lot of things that were very complicated that day. I, want, I, want to, I, I don't know if your listeners have heard of uh, the, the story surrounding Roseanne Boyland but I would encourage them to look into that and to, uh, to understand what is uh, going on in uh, many of these guys' uh, situations, in- including myself. Um, so um, Roseanne Boyland was, um, died that day as well um, uh, as a result of, 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 of what, the, what happened. And um, our treatment, our treatment has been mostly solitary confinement, uh, solid until July, and then it's on and off after that. We only get one hour, one hour or two hours max out of our cell until July. And then now we've, we come out of our cell about four hours, roughly a day, and it's only half the, the, te- uh, half the pod. Um, that's, uh, that's the lightest part of it. We've got um, every single guard, I mean, most of them, not every single one, but most of them, especially when they don't know us, they are absolutely hateful. They're racist. They call us names. They beat us. We've had several guys 
um, assaulted by officers for uh, in the middle of the night, popping their doors, zip tying their hands and feet, beating them almost to the in- to an inch of their life. Um, we've had uh, I've I've witnessed this uh, guards going in inmate cells, uh, and uh, um, you know it, 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 every time the the the, uh, the jail gets held in, well, I think the warden and the, the uh, deputy director or something was held in contempt because of the lack of medical treatment that they were providing to um, Chris Worrell, who was actually a cancer patient and he needed treatments and he had uh, uh, problems, and they were refusing him that, so they were held in criminal contempt. The very next day, our food was spiked with cleaning chemicals, um, and we could, I mean, it's clear that that was retribution. That happens uh, all the time. Um, we're not given enough food. Um, medical treatment, of, like I said, is we're completely ignored. None of us have seen our family's faces all year. We're not given video visitation. We're not given in-person visits. We're given nothing. We've got guys from Texas, California. We have not seen our families. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other things. Okay. All anyway. right. So that's that was that was uh, number Lauren. one. Excuse me. That was number one. That was the first part of that interview. There's a second part to that interview, and I'm going to go ahead and play that right now before we start talking about everything. Okay. And uh, here we go. Come on. Oh, now you don't want to play. Oh, of course. All right. Well, the second part doesn't seem to want to play. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you get the gist, right? You get the gist of it. These people aren't fed when they're supposed to. They don't give, they're not given the medical attention that they're supposed to have. They're beaten within an inch of their lives. They were in lockdown 24-7 until just recently. Excuse me, until just recently. And what did he say? They get out for like four hours or something like that? I mean, that's the kind of stuff we're dealing with right now, folks. That's the kind of stuff we're dealing with in America right now. No rights to a speedy trial or any of that. And uh, just give me a few seconds here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, keep track of everything that comes in for everybody. And I think we got a, I think we got a, uh, you guys did a great job. And I know so many people will be so happy that you guys are helping out. Okay. So God bless you. I don't understand why this is allowed to continue. Well, well, I do. I understand why it's allowed to continue. Two reasons. One, the warden, if that's what you want to call them, superintendent, whatever they are, whatever their title is at the DC jail, that's number one, the deputy assistant warden or superintendent, that's number two, and three, Mayor Bowser. Those three individuals right there, including including people like Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and the rest of these blowhard losers, those they're all involved in keeping them there. Why? Because if they let them go, then they can't tell the world that they're a threat to the world. That's why. So it's the Democrats in D.C. that are holding these people there. That's what's going on here. It's the Democrats in D.C. that are holding these people there, holding them political prisoner, and they're doing it for one reason and one reason only, to keep the unselect January 6th committee going, to keep fear in the minds and the hearts of, of, of dummy liberals out there who don't know any better that the worst person on this planet is the white supremacist, Trump-supporting January 6th insurrectionist by uh, by. Uh, by the way, nobody's been charged with insurrection, not one single person, 
and so they can continue to use this as maybe a possibility, maybe another arrow in the quiver of punch drunk Pelosi to keep Donald Trump away, away from the White House. They're in a full panic mode right now. Listen, I follow a lot of liberals and a lot of Democrats on a lot of um, platforms. Not Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, but other platforms. I follow them and I watch them and I listen to them. And you want to know what they're scared of right now? They're afraid of Donald Trump coming back. And the reason why we know that they're afraid of Donald Trump coming back is because they have like a hashtag trending going on right now that says, keep Trump away. Keep Trump away. Keep Trump away from the White House. They know that he's coming back. They know they're getting crushed in 22. And the only two things they have going for them is the January 6th white supremacist Nazis and coronavirus. We need to get these people out of prison. So I'm going to be advocating for that. And I'm going to be actually working with some people in D.C. to make that happen. Will it happen? I don't know. Does anybody have that kind of pull? I don't know. Does anybody have that kind of power? I don't know. We don't get 30,000 live viewers like we used to. We get 10% of that now. So I don't know if we can make a difference. But you know who can make a difference? God. And you know who you can't beat? God. And guess whose side we're on? God's. So I'm going to leave it to him, and I'm just going to do what I can do. And hopefully, you guys all have my back as we continue to fight for these people, these poor, poor individuals who are stuck like they're in Gitmo down in Washington, D.C. Okay? Now, let's move on from that because I'm getting mad. I'm getting heated. My neck is getting all red. I'm I'm sure you can tell from this Wait, from this camera view, look how red that neck is. Look at that. See that? Look at that vein popping out right there. That is no good. That is bad news bears when Jeremy gets like that. So we're going to move on. Thank you all to who've uh, donated to these wonderful, beautiful people, and I appreciate you so very much. Okay, Rockin' Robin says you can't beat God. Could anybody be more right? Hey, let's shoot over to Getter. Let's shoot over to Getter real quick because I have not said hello to anybody on Getter. And it's not because I don't love you guys. It's just because sometimes I forget that everybody is over on Getter because it's such a new platform. But for all those who are there and for all those who've reposted and, uh, and, and uh, said hello and commented over there, thank you very much. It's taking a minute for the comments to come up. So I'll just leave that the way it is. I'll come back over to Rumble and I'll move to the next story. Oh, there's Vicky Vale. How you doing? Renee Clorin. God bless you. Thank you very much. Katie63 is watching. Mercy Min says, hey, guys, how you doing? Um, and X Vessel X says, Sharon from South Carolina. Hey, Sharon from South Carolina, repost the video. Thank you so very much. All right, moving on. Finish churches. Finish churches this Christmas. And I'm not saying finish as an F-I-N-I-S-H. I'm talking about F-I-N-N-I-S-H. Across the pond, finish churches this Christmas required a proof of vaccination to enter any Christmas concerts or any church events. So the unvaccinated stood outside. And I'll read the story to you so we can get the rest. Here we go. <clears throat> I want to show you the picture, too, actually, while I have the picture up on the screen here. This is the picture right here of all the people who were turned away from the church on one particular night. They were not allowed in because they could not show proof of a COVID vaccination. Finnish Christians were not allowed inside the church this year unless they had taken the mRNA vaccination for coronavirus. So what'd they do? Well... Unlike liberal nut jobs, 
unlike BLM racist rioters, unlike, unlike anarchists Antifa, which is just an idea, nope, real Christians band together. They stood outside this church. They held hands and they sang. They sang songs of glory and worship and thanksgiving and joy to the Lord. They stood outside freezing in the cold with their family members, bundled up with scarfs, hats, hoods, and mittens, and they held hands, and they locked arms, and they sang songs of worship to God. Now, please tell me Is there anything actually better than that? Is there any wrong that you can turn into a right better than that story? Is there any lemons that you can get and make any better lemonade with those lemons than that of that story, which I just read to you right there? That, ladies and gentlemen, is the work of God, and it's amazing. What a sad, but also what a lovely moment. How awful for the priests and the pastors to be so hateful. On this blessed holiday, several churches this year designated sections for vaccinated and unvaccinated. That was at least a better answer than what we got. Let me show you another quick picture of all of these people together, banding together and singing songs of worship to the Lord. Look at this. Look at this. Isn't it amazing? Folks. It was never about an outer temple or a figure anyway. The living temple is within our heart. The greatest light, the greatest music, and the greatest warmth are also found there in the human heart. Jesus didn't turn anybody away. God will never turn anybody away. And I think what those people did those people who were not allowed to go into their church is a great example of what we need to do in 2022, 2023, 2024, and not only in politics, but in our societies, in our communities, and for the rest of our life individually. We need to do what those people did, not shout and scream. No, 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 not shout and scream, not burn stuff, not break stuff, not yell, not, you know, you know, call people names. Nope. We band together and we be the light. We don't become part of the darkness. So for that beautiful, wonderful inspiration that those people who actually didn't get to go into their church for Christmas, I'm going to go ahead and give them the Smarty Award of the day here on Live from America, December 27th. Because they, ladies and gentlemen, deserve it. They deserve it. And what an inspiration that is. If you agree with me, please like the video if you have not. And share. Share, share, share. All right, here we go. Moving on. Oh, by the way, we're up to 410,000 rumbles. Here on Rumble, folks. 410,000. So we just keep that going and we'll be all set. All right, folks. I want I, There's another video that I wanted to show you earlier. And I told you that when I showed you this video, um, 
And again, I want to thank all the people who are donating in. I'm keeping track of that to who goes to what goes where. So just let uh, just so you know, I, I am keeping track of it. And thank you very much. I wanted to show a video that I told you was going to make you sick to your stomach earlier. And it's not going to make you sick to your stomach because it's gross or it's got any graphic uh, you know, imagery or anything like that. The reason why this is going to make you sick to your stomach is because it's another group of people who are falling into those forgotten, fallen into those forgotten people that this world and society has pushed to the side over the last two years. Who could I be talking about? Well, last year we focused on the deaf, the deaf, uh, the deaf communities in our, in our nation. You know, 30 million people of hearing impaired or deaf, and they've had to go through absolute H-E double hockey sticks these last two years, okay? But there's another group of people who've been forgotten as well. And not only forgotten in the terms of, of, of living with COVID and vaccines and all that, but also forgotten in studies until it was too late. And that is the pregnant woman. Yes, the pregnant woman. Why? Because men can't get pregnant. Men can't get pregnant. And anybody ever tells you otherwise, they're just... And if anybody ever tells you wise, all you could say, otherwise you could say is... Cares. Ah, uh, thank you, Rival Design. And we're going to get those buttons included into the digital software so we can actually use those uh, moving forward. But this is um, the pregnant woman of this country, the pregnant woman all across the world. Pregnant, pregnant women uh, are, you have a 10% chance of a miscarriage. Just an average woman has a 10% chance of a miscarriage. But when they take this vaccine, that chance goes up to 82%. 82% chance of a miscarriage in your first and second trimester after they've taken the vaccine. This was purposefully not reported. This was purposely not even studied until the FDA had already fully approved all of this crap that's going on right now. Okay? So what I want to do is I want to fo- I want to go to Boston. I want to go to Boston for a minute because in Boston, the mayor there uh, visited a, a local police precinct. And I do not think that she knew about the welcome that she was going to get. She wasn't welcomed um, horribly. She wasn't welcomed with, with anger or anything like that. She was welcomed with a question that I don't think she was prepared to answer. And what that question was was from a pregnant woman who is very pregnant and also another fellow officer of hers, both police officers, who are both pregnant. And they are going to be forced to take this vaccine as Boston City employers, employees, excuse me. And she is pleading with the governor or the, uh, the, the mayor there. She's saying, okay, you know what? I'll take this. I'll go ahead and I'll put my baby's life at risk for taking this. But it's going to be on you if I do. And again... The mayor had nothing at all to say. Check this out. On a lot of people's minds, so I'm happy to talk about anything while I'm here, but most of all, I wanted to just wish everyone happy holidays and thanks for all that you've done in 2021 and much more in 2022 and beyond. Mayu, I appreciate you being here. I know it's hard to hear. Coming to a roll call with all of us here. I'm sure this might not be easy for you. But uh, my name is Officer Gianna Mullane. I work at District B2. This is Officer Carolyn Ivins, who works at District 4. I'm 30 weeks pregnant. She's eight weeks pregnant. Okay. Do you have kids, Mayawu? I have two kids, they're four and seven. Mayawu, when you were pregnant, did you drink drugs? Did you do drugs or drink alcohol? Nope. Did you eat sushi or cold cuts? Did you listen to your doctor, your husband's wishes, and the guidance of your faith leaders? Mayawu, did you make your own decisions for yourself and for your unborn children? 
you do everything you needed to do to have a safe and healthy pregnancy. Do you understand what it's like losing a child and having to go through fertility treatments? We are asking you, Mayor Wu, to understand where we're coming from. We are mothers, we're fathers. We don't know what the outcome is gonna be. Amen. We care about our families. Do you right now can put your faith, your person, everything that your research behind this vaccine right now and sign a document for us saying that you personally and the city will take full responsibility if something was to happen to us as mothers and our unborn children. Would you do that right now for all of us? So a couple things. One, um, I really appreciate you taking the time to be here and hope the last trimester is going well. I it's not, because it's, it's, it's the stress of this. I, I deliver 10 weeks in, uh, in 10 weeks. I'm supposed to have this vaccine, two doses of it a month before I deliver. I have gone through numerous fertility treatments. I've had miscarriages. I've done everything in my power to stay safe and healthy and to have this baby. Do you understand what it's like every time you look at a negative pregnancy test and you doubt yourself, your husband's doubting himself, your whole family is trying to stand behind you and support you? That's right. But you do nothing but blame yourself. So I'm being forced to take this vaccine to support my family. I'm also a mother of six-year-old triplets. We live in the city. We work in the city. My husband's a Boston fireman. This is what we do. This is where we're from. I, too, come from an immigrant family. When my family came here from Italy, the first places they stepped was here in Boston. So I understand that. And coming from a family like that, I never thought I'd step up to be a police officer. I appreciate you, as a mother of young children, accepting your higher calling. I accepted mine. And now I'm accepting my higher calling to stand up for my baby. Will you sign this paper now that we've prepared to take full responsibility for our health? and our unborn children's health. I want to say Now, that um that spineless mayor, Mayor Wu, she never ever 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 once answered that girl's questions. She never once answered that girl's questions. Never once. Now, this lady is pleading for her job. She is pleading for her job. She is begging in the most respectful way. Don't make us get this vaccine. Don't make us choose between making a living for our family and taking this shot, especially since we know what's happened to pregnant women and especially since these people take fertility drugs and try to get pregnant. It's not, you guys, here's the thing, okay? It's not only the physical, um, the physical part of what these people are dealing with, Okay? It's not only the physical part, it's the emotional part. Think of think of the emotional stress that children are under right now. People uh pregnant women. Think of the emotional stress that people are uh who who are just trying to live their lives and work and they can't work anymore. The cure became worse than the disease itself, just like Donald Trump told us that it shouldn't. Now ultimately, that baby, that woman's baby is her responsibility. And if she does not want to take that shot, because she's scared and she should she should make them fire her and take them to court. Okay? She's got a very legitimate reason. She should make them fire her and take them to court. She should not take this shot if she's that worried about her baby. And I would be too. But again, another forgotten person in this country, the pregnant woman. Because two things that don't matter to the left is pregnancy, unless they can get that baby before the baby's born, then it matters, and the white male. 
A woman who's pregnant beyond abortion uh, limits and the white male. Those are the two people that the, that the left wants eradicated. Eradicated. So I wanted to play that video for you earlier. I didn't get a chance to, so thank you very much. Now, this is probably one of the most important parts of the show outside of praying and giving worship to the Lord, uh, our God, and that is the ammo that I'm about ready to give you in order to thwart off your liberal nut job friends, coworkers, or family members who want to spread that and, and, and do nothing but spread that CNN propaganda that Joe Biden is doing a wonderful job You'll see all these videos where leftists, are, I mean, maybe you don't, maybe you don't because you don't follow them, but I like to see what they say. And all these leftists right now are saying the same thing. Joe Biden has got the best economy than any other president in modern history. Just look at the job numbers. Look at the job growth. Unfortunately, they don't understand that it's not new jobs. It's jobs that were taken away and given back. That's common sense. We all know that. But, not, but, but it's not just the things that you'd, you, you would think you would that you that bother you or that affect you that these people have failed on no the democrats have failed all year long even even if you go outside coronavirus gas prices and everything else they have failed and i'm about to break it down for you so if you haven't shared the video yet i i i uh, suggest that you share it now and you share it to one of these liberal people that we're talking about okay all right here we go <clears throat> All these people that think Biden has done such an amazing job. Let's 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 break down the easy stuff first. Look at gas prices. Way up. Way up from when Donald Trump. And this is the easy stuff we're going to start off with and then we're going to break into the dip more we're going to dive into the more uh the, the more not talked about things that are that are not happening under this illegitimate resident resident Biden. Okay? Gas prices are way up and the only reason they temporarily came down for the holidays was because Biden went in and took 50 billion barrels of oil out of our reserves, which is going to hurt us later, which which is always going to hurt us later, so that the gas prices could temporarily come down for the holidays so people could go, "Look, all the gas prices are down. Now we can travel and spend our money elsewhere." Okay? Uh, that just proves the point that the president does actually have power to affect the gas prices. So for all the people on the left that says, you idiot Trumpsters, Trump, the, the president has nothing to do with gas prices, I rest my case. They'll be back up in about two weeks, worse than they were two weeks ago. Bet that. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. Uh, did, the, uh, did the Democrats create any new jobs this year? And I'm not talking about the jobs that were given back. Again, this is, this is the easy stuff here. But I want you to answer me to these questions when I ask you. Did the Democrats create any new jobs this year? The answer to that question is no. They did not. They created not one new job this year. Did they pass the Build Back Better bill? The answer to that is no. I want you to save this portion of the video and ask these questions to your Democrat and liberal friends and coworkers when you see them tomorrow and throughout the week. First, first, does the president have the ability to, cha- to, um, to affect gas prices? Yes or no? If they say yes, you got him. If they say no, you got him. Then you ask them, did the president create any new jobs? And the answer to that is no. Did the, did the president uh, pass the Build Back Better uh, bill? Did Congress and the president do that, having all three houses of government? No, they did not. Did they pass the For the People voting bill that would federalize the elections, taking it away from states? Did they pass 
the for the people voting bill? The answer to that is no. Did they pass the Green New Deal? The answer to that is no. Did they pass Medicare for all? The answer to that is no. Did they end the pandemic that they promised to end that they said Donald Trump had no control over whatsoever? The answer to that is no. Did they tax the rich like they promised they would do? The answer to that is no. As a matter of fact, they've only enriched the pharmaceutical companies and other major corporate uh, CEOs. So no, they did not tax the rich. Did they protect their demonic, their demonic ability to kill babies? Actually, the way you want to rephrase that question to a liberal or Democrat is, did they protect a woman's right to abortion? The answer to that is no. Did they lower the military budget that they're always crying about? The answer to that is no. Did they continue the child care tax credit for all of those minority mothers out there, those minority single mothers, because that's their words, not mine. Did they continue the child care tax credit? The answer to that is no. Did they pay for college or give the people the $10,000 they said they would pay their tuition? The answer to that is no. What am I getting at here? All of these were campaign promises by not only resident Joe Biden, but also every other Democrat that shared that stage, including Kamala Harris. These were their campaign promises. They have all three branches of government. They could do it. And the reason why they haven't is because they don't want to. Their only excuse for not getting any of these promises done or any of these bills passed or any of these campaign slogans to come to fruition, their only excuse for not doing all of that is those pesky, racist Republicans. That's who they're blaming it on. And the left, the sheep that watch the left are so brain dead and stupid and ignorant and gullible and indoctrinated that they can't see that the party that controls the government, all three branches, the legislative, the executive, and the judicial, which for you dummies out there watching on the left would be the House, the Senate, and the White House, they have all three branches, and they could not even come through on one campaign promise. So, not only do you have ammo to take to all your liberal friends, okay, but also... You have to understand what that also means. We're winning. If they can't pass one of those damn things that I, and excuse my language, if they can't pass one of those things that I just read to you, holding all three branches of government, we're winning. How are we doing that? How's that happening? How are we winning And stopping them from doing all of these campaign promises with not one single branch of government. Because we're winning. (laughs) Woo! Because we are winning, folks. And 
the Democrats never, ever follow through with their campaign promises. They only lie and ramp up black and brown Americans and tell them that the white man, the white boogeyman, is under their bed waiting to lynch them. It's the only way they win elections. Oh, and COVID-19. So take that portion of that video, of this video, and share it to your friends and ask them to make a comment on that. (laughs) All right. Uh, we're not going to take a break, but what we are going to do is we are going to go over to jeremyherald.com and we're going to see how many businesses are now in the American Strong Company page. We have 222. Folks, we are only, we are only 29, 28 businesses away. We are 28 businesses away from our goal. We need 28 small, medium, large American businesses within the next four days to reach our goal. And if we don't get it, we don't get it. We did a heck of a thing trying to get there, huh? Because the reason why I want all 250 in there is because I'm going to sit down and I'm going to start scheduling them out in pods. And in those pods, we're going to highlight those businesses constantly. It's a promise that I made to you. And unlike the Democrats, I will never, ever, ever, ever go back on my promises. They might just come a little later, but I will never go back on my promises. And also... That armor of gear, um, armor of God gear that I've been promising you, the new armor of God shirts, they'll be in this week, as well as so many other new things for the online store, and I can't wait to get them up for you. So God bless you guys, and thank you for all your help in getting all of this stuff uh, to come to fruition. And that American Strong Company page, mm, that's going to be awesome. All right, speaking of incompetence, like the Democrats who fail on every single promise they ever, ever make. Oh, by the way, Trump didn't. I mean, you can hate Trump all you want, right? You can hate Trump all you want. But guess what? Trump came through on his campaign promises, didn't he? He did it. How did he do it? How did he do it if you had so many Democrats who hated him, right? And, and believe me, the Republicans had all three branches at one point too, and they didn't do near the amount of stuff that I wish they would have done. So my question is to you, how did Trump do it? How did Trump get so much stuff passed in his time as, as president and Biden can't? I can tell you why. Because Trump got things done. He was a businessman. There was bipartisanship that made bills, uh, that, that were allowed bills to pass. And that bipartisanship didn't come because they liked Donald Trump. That bipartisanship came because Donald Trump knew how to negotiate. He knew how to dangle carrots. He knew how to make these swamp donkeys hee-haw for everything that he wanted. And he got it. That's the difference between a boss and a blowhard. A boss and a blowhard who poops his pants and needs help to walk around the White House because he has no idea where he is. So speaking of that incompetence, let's go to Biden for a minute because Biden actually admitted today that there is no federal cure for the coronavirus. Meaning that he... he, What you're about to hear, so today, he let me break it down for you. Today, he was meeting with the governors. He was meeting with all the governors of every state, and he was doing it over a Zoom call, okay? In his fake White House office that's completely a soundstage that has fake backgrounds outside, depending on what day or what topic they're talking about, what narrative they want to spin and push to you, all right? Okay, so Biden admitted today that there's no federal cure for COVID. I'm going to play the video for you. And then, of course, like always, we're going to break it down and talk about it. Check this out. As you look towards federal solutions that will help alleviate the challenge 
make sure that we uh, do not let federal solutions stand in the way of state solutions and the uh, the uh, production of 500 million rapid tests that will be distributed by the federal government is great but obviously that dries up the supply chain for the solutions that we might offer as governor look there is no federal solution this Thank gets you. solved at a state level my message to the governor is simple if you need something say something and we uh, we're going to have your back in any way we can well there you go there is no federal cure for covid there's no federal solution what's he saying what is the resident the sniffer and thief saying when he says there is no federal solution for covid19 i can tell you exactly what he's saying he's saying I screwed up. I underestimated this job. I underestimated the job that President Donald J. Trump did. I promised you that we were going to end this pandemic. More people have died with the vaccine in this country in 2021 than without the vaccine in this country in 2020. Clearly, clearly, I'm a screw up. Clearly, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I have to acknowledge that I cannot do this from a federal level because A, I don't have the skill. B, I'm pooping my pants right now and I don't even know where I am. And C, I don't have the power to do it. I don't have the authority to do it from a federal seat. In the Constitution, I have no power. That is Joe Biden admitting to the governors of this beautiful United States from sea to shining sea. Yes, even Governor uh, Gavin Newsom and Governor Gretchen Whitless, they still hold beautiful, beautiful seats in beautiful states. Folks, that's him telling you, I have no power. I have no skill. I clearly screwed up. I don't know what I'm doing. Donald Trump had a harder job than I ever thought. And here I am just lost. So in this case, I agree, Joe Biden, even though we're going to go ahead and give you that infamous Dum Dum Award. I agree. I agree for a change. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Hoffmeyer. Uh, hey, wait a minute. I think I said I think I said thank you to you during the, uh, the introduction. Thank you so very much for that donation. I appreciate it. So he doesn't know what he's doing. He clearly admits it. He says there's no federal solution. There's also no federal authority to do it. He knows the Supreme Court's about to overturn that stupid little Sixth Circuit mistake that, he are, that they already made overturning the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. And he knows that he's going to look like a dummy. So what's he doing? He's planting the seeds right now for all of you to say, hey, this is a state problem, not a federal problem. This is a state problem, not a federal federal problem. So what do we do? We look at Florida. Look at Florida. Florida is the perfect case in point. All you have to do is look at Florida's numbers. Look how they've handled the coronavirus. Look how they handled herd immunity. And boom, they've been the best state in the nation for the last 90 days and counting. So this is Joe Biden and the administration trying to pivot the responsibility of the coronavirus to the states because they know that there's no way they can do it at a federal level level because they have no power and they have no skill. You like the show today? Pretty good, right? I love no commercial breaks, especially in the evening. Now, we, we're going to go about 10 minutes long, okay? 10 to 15 minutes long. I hope you guys can stay with me. If not, I apologize and you can catch the end of the show later. And thank you for joining in, okay? All right, here we go. 
We haven't heard from Ratface Fauci in a while, so I figured I would play a video of Ratface Fauci since Tony the Ratface has reemerged telling you to fear New Year's Eve. Whatever you do, do not go out during New Year's Eve because the Omicron variant that's not deadly, that hasn't been killing people, will get you, and then what are you going to do? You know? So here's Tony the Ratface Fauci. I can't stand this guy. Ah, why do I have to play a video of this guy? Well, it is what it is, I guess. Here we go. Compel private companies to help them ramp up production of something like that. I I do wonder, we are approaching New Year's Eve at the end of this week. A lot of people have got uh, events and gatherings planned. And I know you said it's okay to be with friends and family if you're vaccinated and boosted. But what is your advice to people about larger settings for New Year's parties? Uh, Caitlin, I would stay away from that. I mean, I I have been telling people consistently that if you're vaccinated and boosted and you have a family setting in the home with family and relatives. But when you're talking about a New Year's Eve party, we have 30, 40, 50 people celebrating. You do not know the status of their vaccination. I would recommend (laughs) strongly stay away from that this year. There will be other Uh, years to do that, but not this year. There will be other years. I strongly suggest that you stay away from parties where there were 30, 40, or 50 people. There'll be other years to do that. Yeah, there was also going to be 15 days to slow the spread too, you scumbag. And look where we are. And look where we are. Hey, if you want to get away from something terrible and go to something good for a minute, let's talk about Dave Bray USA's new album. He sent me four autographed copies. I will be doing a... Uh, I don't know, maybe an auction, maybe to help some other folks, maybe to help some people who need help, who are asking for help and prayers. Who knows? Either way, sometime this week, probably Friday, we're going to give away four autographed Dave Bray USA CDs for his new album, Storyteller Edition, called Too Far Gone. It ended up reaching number one on iTunes and I got to tell you, not only is a friend of mine, a brother in Christ of mine, a beautiful, a beautiful man with a beautiful family, um, but his music is definitely something that you and your family need to hear. So go to DaveBrayUSA.com. Check out all of his stuff. He's the rock and roll patriot. I'm the hip hop patriot. And we're going to be hitting the road again in January. And I can't wait to see you. All right. Now I want to play a quick video for you from Alan Wayne or Wayne Allen Root. This was a video that he put out this morning. I thought it was very interesting, uh, merely for what he said about uh, the deaths that are up this year. Not the COVID deaths. We're talking about something completely different. So let me, let, me get this, uh, let me get this pulled up for you. This is Wayne Allen Root. I won't play the whole video for you, but I want, I, the, the beginning part was very interesting, and I want you to hear what he has to say. Why are more people sick now than at the height of 2020's COVID pandemic. Exactly. Why are more people dying of COVID this year than last year? Why are people dropping dead of heart attacks, strokes, and blood clots all over the United States in unbelievable numbers? It's the vaccine. The vaccine is killing the American people. Do you understand that? Are you starting to get it? This is fear porn. That's what this is. What's going on is the most vicious cycle in the history of politics Healthcare, America, disaster, tragedy, you name it. First of all, there's a cold out there. It's called Omicron. It is the most minor flu or common cold 
that we've ever seen. Lots of people are sick. I've never been in denial about that. The whole 2020, I kept telling you, lots of people have COVID. It's a pandemic. The reaction to it's a scam. The pandemic itself is real. It's not a scam. Now, Omicron's here. It is much milder than COVID. It's not going to kill you. Is it going to kill anyone? Yes. Yes. You know, it's like saying every day, don't get in your car. You'll die of a car accident. And if I say, that's ridiculous, you're not going to die of a car accident, a liberal would go, just yesterday, someone died of a car accident three blocks from your house, Wayne. 12 people died drunk in Las Vegas of a car accident in total yesterday. Wayne's wrong. Of course you're going to find someone who dies of COVID, the flu, or 12,000 other illnesses somewhere in America every hour of every day. But in general, COVID had a 99.9% survival rate the whole 2020 and 2021. Now Omicron, almost no one has been hospitalized or died in any country in the world that has a huge wave of COVID. Almost no one has died from Omicron. You don't need to be scared. It's better than 99.9%. It is absolutely a common cold or a mild flu. But here's the vicious cycle. The media comes along with fear porn and they scare you to death. The world is ending. Long lines at testing centers. Everyone has COVID. The highest COVID numbers ever. First of all, I've argued for a year now. If you call it COVID, you're making it into Hong, uh, into King Kong. I almost said Hong Kong. King Kong. If I said to you there's a new exhibit... Now, I want to talk about what he named this video. He named this video this morning when he put it out. The pandemic... We're now learning that oh, one anti The pandemic of the vaccinated is what he was calling it. That's what he called this video. Now, I decided, and the reason why I wanted to play that for you... Uh, big shout out to Snoopy14. Snoopy14 on Rumble keeps asking for a shout out. God bless you, sir. Or lady, I guess. <laughs> Either way. Shout out Snoopy14. All right. The reason why I wanted to play that for you is because it got me thinking. It got me thinking. I, something I never bothered to do and I don't know why. I don't know why I, this did not occur to me before. By the way, his name is Wayne Allen Root. Wayne as in Wayne, Allen, and then R-O-O-T. Check him out. He's all over the place. He's a good, he's really good at what he does. Okay. It never occurred to me to do this. And I said, you know what? There's something here. I started looking up heart attacks strokes and things of that nature things that fall into that category of deaths what i saw absolutely amazing absolutely amazing and not in a good way heart attacks are up 10 percent in 2021 than 2022 or 2020 excuse me strokes are also up Looks like 8%. Now check this out. Of those 10% and 8% of strokes and heart attacks, did you know that there is absolutely a zero age bar, which means that those people that died of heart attacks and those people that died of strokes this year were not specific to the elderly or people of age or weight they, it, it did not matter. It actually ranged from young to middle-aged to old pretty equally. And, and then, of course, the rise of 8 and 10%. How come? How come? Big shout-out, Wendell1968. How come? Please answer me that question. Please answer me why heart attacks and strokes and things of that nature 
are up and there is zero age bar. That means that it can't it is not specific to the same people that it normally is specific to, which is the elderly and the overweight. Why is this happening at such a high rate? Blood clots as well. I didn't even look that up, but that's actually attributed to a lot of this stuff, which is, you know, like the myocarditis and stuff like that. Why? Why is that happening? I'm not a doctor. I couldn't tell you, but I got a pretty good idea. I crocheted and sent the scarf for your wife, but you thanked my dad. Oh, okay. Well, God bless you and thank you. Thank you so very much. My wife loved that. She really did. But I got to ask you, why? Why is that? Why are those numbers up and there's no age bar? That's never happened. A zero age bar for an uptick in heart attack and strokes. It's never happened in the United States of America before. So you got to ask yourself why. You don't have to be a rocket scientist or even a Tony Fauci to at least ask why. Remember, if you're not allowed to ask questions, then it's not science. It's a narrative. Never, ever forget that. You're not allowed to ask questions then it's not science, it's a narrative. And you like, gotta love these You gotta love these lefties. You gotta love these lefty Democrats who say, you don't believe in the experts? You don't believe what the experts are saying? These people do this for a living. You don't believe in the experts? No, I don't believe the experts anymore. Why? Because the experts continuously keep getting it wrong. And by the way, experts built the Titanic and it sank. Amateurs built the ark and it floated. So no, I'm not going to put my faith in the experts who all say the same crap, but keep being wrong. And I'll slurp for that one. Now I want to end the show and I want to end it with two great videos. And I'm glad for the 4,000 of you who've stuck around. I appreciate you so very much. I want to end the show with two great videos of very, very, very different natures. First, I want to show you a video of a woman who attended a board meeting, a, um, a, uh, a city council board meeting, and, or I believe it was a school board meeting, excuse me, and she was an ex, uh, she, was a, she was a Hollywood actor. She was actually in quite a, quite a few shows, including one of my favorite shows, which was King of Queens. She made a guest appearance on there once as well, but she left Hollywood She left her nice little acting cushy job because of the vaccine mandates, the mask mandates, and basically just the destruction of their life in California. And I wanted to play this video for you. Um, This is great. We're now learning that one anti-masker at the meeting in Tennessee is a former Disney star. My name's Lee Allen Baker, and I'm a California refugee. Lee Allen <laughs> Baker yes. starred in the Disney Channel sitcom Good Luck Charlie for four seasons. I'm so glad we're friends again. She also had roles in The King of Queens and other sitcoms. We're stuck. She told the board what made her move from California to Tennessee. I gave up everything there. A really successful Hollywood career, television shows, gave it all up for freedom. Her anti-masker stance raised the roof. There are these books that I have, and I have them as a gift for you. The Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. The Bill of Rights and the Federalist Papers, and also the Bible, and these guarantee (laughs) my freedom and yours and our children's to breathe oxygen. We're now learning. She laid the smack down on them. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Federalist Papers. Oh, yeah, and by the way, the Bible. Ooh, I love it. I love it 
when I see people being courageous. It makes me so strong. It makes me so courageous. I'm so inspired when I see this stuff. I just want to jump up and run to a school board meeting or a, or a, or a city council meeting and let them have it. Anyway, that was the first video I wanted to show you. I love her. What a great, great, great video that was. Now, the second video that I want to show you is something... Ex-husband oh, gifts. Oh, excuse me. That's super loud. Second video I want to show you is um, actually of a, uh, a family. Now, this has nothing to do with politics. This is simply just an inspirational video I wanted to show you and leave you with, with, uh, leave you with the show for the evening, okay? Uh, I, my children are in a mixed, uh, mixed family, and I don't mean mixed as in race. Well, kind of. We, I do have a, a daughter who's, um, um, who's Mexican, and, and guess what? Oh, racist family, right? Anyway, I'm talking about a mixed family as in a family that is split up and now there's home, different homes. The kids go to one home, then they go to another home. You have uh, your co-parenting with different parents, different fathers, different mothers. We have that situation in our house because two were mine, two were my wife's, and then we had a baby together, okay? I can tell you firsthand, co-parenting is very, 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 very difficult to do, but if you do it with a good conscience and you do it with communication and you don't try to one-up each other, it is the best environment ever for the children. And I saw this video today and I said, you know what? This is a great video. It's two, mon two minutes and 44 seconds long. And it's about one guy who actually praises another, uh, the, the, uh, the, the stepdad to his children. And he, and he basically thanks him for, uh, for raising his kids and, and having good communication. And I think this is just something that we all, that all of us can stand to watch. So check this out. Current husband appreciation gift. I'll tell you how much I appreciate you. You know, this is a, a new journey for all of us. And being a blended family, you know, we make it the best. And obviously we won't have like awkward moments, but you know, we pushing through. And I can't express how much that I appreciate you, how you look after my kids as your own. And that means so much. So it's stuff that I can't attend if you're there. You know, these videos, you know, you're rooting for Makai. And, you know, you do the most for Jayla when she had her moments and everything. And, like, really words can't express how much I appreciate you. You know, you know as a, being a father, you know, you're like, man, I never have, I don't want to have someone, you know, looking after my kids and another man in my kid's life. But, you know, even like my best friend, like, hey, man, this is stuff you, that you pray for, you know, you want to have a good man in your kid's life, you know, because there's a lot of people who, if it ain't their kids, they don't want to do nothing or be a part of, you know, but you, you embrace them and protect them, provide for them. And, and at the same time, you still allow me just to come over and just chill with them. And, you know, it could be something like, nah, I want you over here and, and this and that, you know, but we have no drama and, you know, we communicate and, Again, this is just an early Christmas gift just to show my appreciation for you, you know, and I just want you to know, you know, words can't express again, you know, so keep your eyes closed. And you can open up. Wow. That's my appreciation right there. No. Oh. Oh. Bro. So, this is epic. 
that's just my appreciation for you, man. Like I said, I know we talk, it's not even like long talks that we have, but I think we have, we see eye to eye, you know what I'm saying? So it ain't really much need to be said, but again, that's just, again, showing my appreciation, you know? You ain't too much in the world of that, you know? When it came by, this is epic. What you got going on, so. Don't forget about his shoulder. <laughs> And that right there, you guys, is what it's all about. That is the kind of stuff that it's all about. Now, I know it was hard to hear that. I really do. I know it was hard to hear that. And um, and you couldn't understand what they were saying because the volume was really low. Uh, maybe go back and try to watch it and turn it up. But long story short, the guy said, I want to thank you for raising my kids. I want to thank you for being there for them. I, I, I thank you that you let me come over. Um, that you let me come over and see my kids. You know, you and I have conversations, and uh, it's it's better to communicate. And he bought the stepfather a pair of uh, of Jordans for Christmas. That's the kind of stuff that we want to push in 2022. That's where my head is in 2022. And I hope you're all there with me. I really do. Well, guys, by the way, the podcast is now going to be back up. You'll be able to listen to Live from America on iHeartRadio, rss.com and radio.com and many others. I want to say thank you for a wonderful show tonight uh, and today. Uh, God bless you all. Remember to share the video if you haven't. And uh, we're going to go ahead and, sh- and, and end the show. Just remember there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Thank you to all the donations. I kept a good track of them. Obviously, Rumble takes a percentage, but I will get a hold of everybody with the with the end uh, totals and we'll ship that money out to them real quick. And it's just adding to the total. We'll be now over 17000 for the year of 2021. You guys are amazing. Remember to visit JeremyHarrell.com. If you're not a monthly donor yet and you can be, uh, please consider doing so. A lot of people had to stop. They've supported for a year, but now they can't anymore. And I just want to thank you all for your support over the last year. And I just hope you continue to watch the show. Thank you guys very much. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. for more Live from America. Until then, folks, God bless you. God bless your families. God bless everything that you guys do. And may he uh, continue to uh, keep an armor of God around you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Thank you. Rebirth of America.